I'm Steven. And I'm Kevin. Today's episode of the Steven and Kevin show. We're going to talk about the top ways to come across sales. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode number 58 of the Stephen and Kevin show. Thanks to the cameo from little Avery here. Yep. Full of, uh, full of energy at uh, six years old. Today, we're going to be talking about coming across salesy. Yeah, this is a fear that a lot of financial advisors have. I mean, I mean and truly any sales professional, they don't want to come across salesy, right? Yeah, that's the challenge. I like When we were making our show notes for today and, and thinking through what we're going to talk about, one fear I had in my mind was... Turning people away from selling, which is not what we're trying to do. You're in an occupation. If you're a financial advisor or a related occupation and you're watching this show, part of your job is to sell. Part of my job is to sell. It's okay. It's a good thing. But one fear that we all have, especially when it comes to social selling, selling to people that you already know and have a relationship with, is doing so in a way that would screw up your reputation. Uh, you could you could think of terms like slick or cheesy Insincere, aggressive. Yeah, I mean, part of it, as I was thinking through this and and putting down my show notes, which, not a lot of notes here, um, but but I was thinking about real-life examples of people that I've dealt with who I felt like were very salesy. Yeah, so that's that's what we're talking about today. It's not that you don't want to sell. You want to do it the right way. The best in the business right now, the people who are putting up the biggest numbers in terms of new clients coming in the door are those who are really good at selling, and they do it a lot. They just aren't perceived that way, and people don't dodge them. Hence the term seamless sales skills, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, it's a good time of year to be thinking about our performance coaching program. Mm -hmm. It is a guaranteed way to shake up your prospecting going into next year. Our coaches are trained in the art of holding you accountable to actions that you probably already know you should be doing, but they're going to help you do more of them, and they're going to help you get better with it. It's not a a program where we ask you, Kevin, what do you think you should do more of? We're going to hold you to that. We come in with research backing the approach saying, here is what we can say emphatically based on the data you should be doing. And by the way, we have the deepest content in the industry on how to execute it all. Yeah. And when it comes to things like sales skills, we role play with you. We practice, right? We make sure that you get to that point where you feel seamless and, and you don't really fall victim to any of these uh, that we're going to be going through today. So let's, uh, let's talk about that. Um, And we both wrote some different ideas in terms of ways that we feel like um, yeah, don't steal any of my ideas here, um, that advisors can come across as quote-unquote salesy. What's the first one that you have on your list? The, the first one I've got is sales before relationship. Uh, so think about it this way. If you're in the world of high-stakes financial services, mm-hmm. you should develop a relationship before you ever pitch somebody. I mean, it's different in the world of retail. If you walk into a retail department store and somebody's asking you if you, you have an interest in this or that, it's not that offensive. It might be annoying. Well, the, uh, the intent is already there, right? I'm there yeah, to buy there. something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here where it is a, a big move to change financial advisors or insurance agents or realtors or any other uh, high-end sales occupation, you got to get to know people a little bit before pitching. Mm-hmm. Build some trust, build some rapport. Um, okay, so <clears throat> the one that I have here, the next one here is someone who comes across overly scripted. And we kind of have a love-hate relationship when it comes to scripts. We, we provide a lot of scripts to the advisors that we coach, but we always tell them, make it your own. If all of a sudden I start going into some lengthy spiel that you can tell I have memorized, right, then you, sales know, mode. Then you know I'm in sales mode. Ex- yeah. Exactly. And, and I feel like 
With scripts, you need to practice and, and think less exact verbiage and more of a bulleted list of things that I want to cover if I'm going to explain my differentiators, right, for example. Yeah, I think also in that same category is simple is better when it comes to language. Mm -hmm. And your firm, if you're with a larger firm, has probably some very sophisticated ways of explaining some pretty simple concepts. Right. Don't use them, right? These are simple comes across as more sincere, that you're not trying too hard. Right. Uh, the third one on the list today is handing out business cards too quickly. You've all been at a function before where somebody is, you know, <laughs> handing out cards all over the place. Hey, Stephen Boswell, nice to meet you. Here's my card. Yeah. And you immediately put up your sales defenses. We're not saying don't have your business cards, but be, don't don't go out proactively throwing them out to everybody you, like you're shuffling a deck of cards. I mean, look, we're, we're approaching 2018. Has the concept of business cards, is that a little outdated at this point? I, it's getting there. I mean, getting, I, I, would, I would say, in my opinion, it's getting there. I mean, I, I feel like there's very few functions that I would ever go to where someone would be handing out cards unless I sp someone specifically asked, right? Hey, do you happen to have a card on you? It's one of those things you can see the writing on the wall that in 10 years, it's going to be... I, I think so. Yeah, it, it'll fade. And what's it going to be instead? Is it going to be, hey, let's connect on LinkedIn? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Did you just check your email as you lifted that? You're an addict. No, no, no. It, it, it popped up automatically. I wasn't trying to check it. All right. Oh, so okay. next one here. Okay. So next one I have is, is pushy follow-up. And this is – and you know this where all of a sudden you, know, you, you get a, a sales call or, or you inquire about something and now you're getting email after email. You're getting call after call. You're getting LinkedIn message after LinkedIn message. It's like they're hitting you from all angles and they're requesting a conversation with you. Yeah. The key here is know when to cut it off. It's not that you don't follow up with people. It's one of the, that's on the flip side of this. Some people don't follow up enough. Right. But you want to follow up without going overboard. Once you get the sense that they're just not that interested, move on. Because what happens is, let's say that I followed up with Kevin a number of times. I hate to put a number on it, but uh, but a number of times, and he's just not responding anymore. I, I, I ghost you is what they if, call it. If Kevin yeah. goes ghost, I uh, at some point yeah. need to cut off that communication or just let it be known. Hey, I'm not going to reach out to you anymore. You know where to find me if you need anything. Because if I keep after him, not only am I going to ruin my shot of ever doing business with Kevin, probably going to ruin my shot with any of his buddies too. Yeah, I think it's, there's a positioning aspect here too. I think that's what you're getting at is that if you just keep following up, even though you know that I'm ghosting you, I'm not responding to things that you're 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 sending my way. You start appearing, you know, which you know you start appearing desperation, like you, desperation, like you need this. The next yeah. one on our list is very uh, the close cousin of this yeah. being too hungry. Okay, you know, coming across too hungry and here here's an example of that one. So think about a first meeting. If you've got a first meeting with a prospect. There's two ways of going about it on the hunger scale. Number one, super hungry. Hey, Kevin, I'm so glad you're here today. This is so exciting for me. Uh, you know, I would love to get you to the next step in the process. What else can we do to help to help make this whole thing happen? Right? You're right. coming across a little a little hungry. Uh, on the flip side of it, you can play a little reverse psychology. You sit down in the first meeting with somebody, and you're saying, "Hey, uh, I'm, I'm glad we have a chance to sit down. I uh, I think it's a good time for us to learn a little bit more about you, and you'll learn more about us." We're, we don't intend on making any commitments today. It's just a time to get to know each other a little bit. Yeah. And, and you're going ahead and pulling it back a little bit. No, we're not having any paperwork signed today. We're not making any commitments. Let's talk through some things. Yeah. No, no. I think, I think that's really good. So this is, this is, there's the verbiage aspect. There's also just the energy aspect of 
uh, that error that you're putting off that I don't necessarily need this and I want to make sure it's a good fit. Even when you do need it. Even when you do, and that can be really difficult, especially for newer advisors, and when you do some training for new advisors, and that's tough, right? Because they do, they need it, right? They, have, they might have hurdles or certain goals that they're trying to meet, but the moment you come across where the prospect gets a feeling that you need this, they don't want it anymore. We, right? uh, when you hunt, people run. Yeah, exactly. We met with an advisor one time who was in, in Manhattan. And whenever he was out at social functions, this guy had no business to start with, right? No business. <laughs> Hungry as could be. But his positioning was, if somebody were to ask him, how's business or what do you do for a living? He'd give a short, succinct value proposition. But then he would say, well, and I'm actually not taking on any new clients right now. And by right now, he meant, like right now, I'm having a beer at this cocktail party. I'm not taking on clients. <laughs> like this exactly is exact moment, right? <laughs> this exact moment. And that was his way of pulling it back, taking yeah. it away from people. Now, no, I think that's good. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, both of us being married men, um, you've heard other married guys say that, like, oh, once you're married, then that's when everyone wants to, to date you. Want you right? Because you're tell so, us more about that, Kevin. No, Is this I mean, something I, you've experienced. No, I haven't experienced it, but you've heard plenty of guys, I'm sure, talk about this concept, and it's just like it's something that they can't have, right? And it's, I've heard that before. I don't experience it. I know that it may be hard for you to believe, Kevin, but I don't I, experience that. <laughs> no, I, I, totally, I have heard I, that before. Actually, I'm just kind of like, no, nah, I mean. totally believe that you don't experience yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. uh, let's moving let's on. Moving. Okay, next one, next me, one. Man. Okay, drip I'm list. Sorry. Uh, so wait, wait, what was this one, Stephen? Drip list. Okay. So drip list. If you, if you meet somebody and then all of a sudden you're on their list. Mm-hmm. And you're getting their emails constantly. You know, the next time you see them, there may be a pitch coming and you dodge them. Yes. I've had it happen many times. Like you, you've had a scenario where you met with someone actually just casually. They got your email somehow and all of a sudden you were getting drips. You're getting calls from the assistant. You're getting, I mean, you yeah, were just. It's just like, you know, yeah. they're salesy even without really speaking to them again. All right. Here's a, here's one that I have here um, in terms of top ways to come across as salesy. And that is to use a hard close in, you know, in the sales process to use something like an assumptive close or, you know, to just, to just be almost too brazen with, Hey, well, let's get started. Here's what we're doing. I mean, as opposed to making sure that the prospect is bought into the process, we wrote an article called one of the most important phrases you'll ever use to close mm -hmm. a meeting. And in that, the, the phrase that we recommend using at the end of a meeting is, is really, well, Mr. or Mrs. Prospect, how are you feeling about all of this, right? Get their input. It's not a, hey, well, here's step one. Here's the paperwork. Like, oops, whoa, get started. Um, I read something recently about some different types of hard closes. And one of them I thought seemed pretty salesy to me. And it was called the Columbo close. Right. It's got to be salesy with that one. Yeah, the Colombo close. And, and the idea behind this close is that it doesn't matter you know, how many times you've met with them, but at the very end of the meeting, when they think the sales conversation is over, you say, Mr. and Mrs. Prospect, just one more thing. You know, what would it take for you to become a client? Or something like that, where it's like you use this whole, like, just one more thing, which I think apparently that's something that Colombo would, would always say. That was like his tagline phrase. And, um, Showing my age before my time. Yeah, well, before but, my time too, but I was just reading about it. But it, it's like using those types I, of canned closed responses. And, yeah, or, or, I, I'd forgotten about that line, Kevin, of how are you feeling about all this? But that's a gem. It really that's is. really good. Yeah. Well, because people make decisions based on feeling and emotion. 
as opposed to a lot of times cold hard facts, right? Very few people do that. Maybe you have a few engineer type that do it, but it's a nice way to gauge their feelings at the end of it. If you try to 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 railroad this and hey, well, the next step is our next meeting, and here's the time. Let's go ahead and set yeah. it. As opposed to how are you, how are you feeling about all this? You're going to get to you're going to get to the bottom of where they stand. You're going to put a little pressure on them to respond. Yeah, and, and really get them to reflect in it, as opposed to just one more thing. When are you going to make a decision? Yeah, yeah. All right. What would it? T- anytime you start a, a phrase with what would it take? You know, <laughs> you're on the wrong track. So uh, here's another one: aggressively working the room. You know, if you're in a social function and you're aggressively working the room, you're going down the wrong track. A uh, another piece of that being the corny value proposition. Right. That if you're in a position where, well, oh, we have another hey, special hey, visitor. What are you come doing? Here. Come here. I was like, who in the world is opening the door? Someone on just me? opened the door to Coming the studio. Coming back here with snacks, a mouthful of snacks. What in, in bubble wrapper? And those that's always fun when you're. What is this your day off school or something? <laughs> We're doing a very serious show here. All right, cool. Hey, right. why don't we finish it? Let, let's just keep going. All right. So last one here, objection stomper, Stephen. Yeah, if you run across somebody who <laughs> doesn't take no for an answer, right, Kevin, what exactly do you need to think about? Yeah, or, yeah. or someone who con- yeah, constantly just, just whenever you throw out an objection, they have some sort of canned response. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So as you think about some of these, our objective, again— isn't to have you coming across as too salesy, but at the same time, not too timid either. Right. Be thinking about where do you where do you need to push things? When could you be a little more assertive even? And how can you avoid coming across like any of these people where you're pushing it a little bit too far? Right. And that's what we're after here. Yeah. No one wants Don't to touch be, that. No, no one wants to be <laughs> no one wants to be salesy. That's what we're trying to um, avoid. So so thanks for joining, everybody. Again, take advantage of the coaching program. If you haven't had a consultation with us, it would be with me or with Kevin, and uh, we'll, we'll have a good conversation. And at the end of it, you can bet we'll ask you, how are you feeling about all this? Thanks for joining, everybody. Yeah.